Have you ever lost something of value? You went on a desperate search, but couldn't find what you had lost. A young mom here at OCC had this experience recently and shared it on Facebook. She gave me permission uh, to share it with you today. She writes, one of our kiddos got glasses recently. When we got up and went to put them on, I couldn't find them. We spent a lot of time searching, and I finally found the frames under the bed. The frames, as in no lenses. She continues, I got back on my hands and knees and searched the room, emptied the toy box, and pleaded with my toddler to remember where the lenses might be. After 30 or so minutes of searching, I realized how frustrated I was and told the kids we were going to pray and ask God to help us find them. We said, God please help us find the lenses. We know that you care about this, you care about us, and you want us to come to you with everything, amen. And then this mom shared, I decided to take a break and drink another cup of coffee. Right, prayer and coffee, two essentials in times of frustration, right? Absolutely. Well, earlier this spring, I needed to get into our shed out in our backyard, it was time to start getting the lawnmower ready to cut the grass. The only problem was I couldn't find the key to the padlock on the door. I looked and looked and looked over the course of a few days as the grass in our yard got higher, higher, and higher. Now, I should have prayed like the mom and her kids, but I wasn't super eager to get into the shed. You know, I'm never heartbroken about not getting to mow the grass. But it got to the point where I either had to find the key or break in. And so I searched one more time, high and low, but nothing. So I went to Ace Hardware here in town, bought some bolt cutters, and in about 20 seconds, I was in. Now, I'm not sure when I'm going to need bolt cutters again, so if you ever need some, and it's for a good and holy reason, (laughs) I'll let you use mine. But speaking of lost keys, check this out. So my brother couldn't find his keys this morning and was late for work. His two-year-old son had borrowed them. How cute is that, huh? But you know, you've probably had an experience like this before. You, You lose something valuable and you go on this desperate search for it. In some ways, that's not a bad definition of life right? It's this search for something of value, for meaning. Over the next four weeks, we're going to look at the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. I want you to say that with me from the screen. Ecclesiastes. Say it again. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, Very good. Solomon, he is the author of the book. He takes us on the search that he's going on to find meaning, to find what is truly valuable in life. And his search takes him down a number of different paths. But at the end of the day, he still doesn't find what he's looking for. It's kind of like the old U2 song, right? But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Maybe today, you've been searching for a long time, and that's where you find yourself. You feel this emptiness. You've tried a lot of different things, but you're still searching. In chapter 1 of Ecclesiastes, Solomon describes what life feels like when you haven't found what you're searching for. 
I want you to go ahead and turn there in your Bibles, if you would, Ecclesiastes chapter 1. It's just to the right of Proverbs, okay? If you do not have a copy of God's Word, we've got copies back in the next step area in the back of this room, or uh, there should be some Bibles there on the chair rack in front of you. Grab one of those. You can take it home as our gift to you today. You can also download a digital version of the Bible by using the YouVersion Bible app on your phone or tablet. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, the first thing kind of out of the gates that Solomon says is life just kind of feels meaningless. Look at verse 2. Meaningless. Meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Wow, not a lot of hope and optimism here, huh? That, that word meaningless carries the concept that life is pointless, worthless, or, or frustrating because it is so frail and fleeting. Solomon is like, here's my conclusion. I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've heard it all. And the one word to describe it is meaningless. Well, next, Solomon says, life feels tiring. Look at verse 3. He says, what do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are what? Wearisome. More than one can say. Solomon is like, man, life kind of feels tiring. It's like this universe is trapped in a meaningless cycle that never ultimately accomplishes anything. And our, our experience is kind of like that too, isn't it? Life seems monotonous and pointless sometimes. It's the same old, same old, and it's tiring. The same cycle keeps repeating itself. More bills, more laundry, more grass to mow. It never seems to end. I mean, no, no wonder energy drinks are the craze right now. Sales are skyrocketing. It's now a $14 billion annual business. Red Bull alone earned over $3 billion last year. Why? Well, we're tired. We're tired. But Solomon also says, number three there on your outline, life feels unsatisfying. We're never satisfied no matter what we see or do. Look at verse eight. He says, the eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. In other words, nothing we can say, see, or hear can bring meaning to the redundancy of life. Now, have you ever scrolled through the channels? Maybe you sit down and you're scrolling through the channels on TV or you get on Netflix and you're looking at all the programs there or maybe on YouTube. Have you ever done that? Have you ever said there's nothing to watch? Yeah, we've probably done that, haven't we? Our eyes and ears have never been offered more. And yet, we're still not satisfied. 
Well, finally, Solomon says, life feels pointless. Verse 11, no one remembers the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Wow, even though we wanna make a mark, and we want to be remembered in future generations, the truth, the truth is, Solomon says, we won't be. Let, let me ask you, how many of you know all the names of your great-grandparents? Okay, we got one down here. Got another one? Okay, a few of you. You all know the names of all your great-grandparents. As I thought about that this week, I could only remember one name. And that's because it's our son's middle name, Roland. The point is, in just a few generations from now, more than likely, your great-grandkids won't even know your name. Aren't you glad you came to OCC today? <laughs> I mean, Ecclesiastes starts out so hopelessly, doesn't it? But Solomon, here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to help us understand that there is a need for something more in our lives. There's a need for something more. Here, here's a simple yet profound truth. A search begins by first realizing that something is missing. This is not how you were created to live. There's something missing. You know, as part of our last series, Asking for a Friend, we had, we had a couple questions come in that asked, why is the pastor growing out a beard? Pretty pressing question, don't you think? We almost did an entire sermon on that, but we decided against it. No, seriously, I, I grew out a beard for the first time back in 2015 as part of, you know, the No Shave November, and, and I just kind of did it for fun, but I really didn't, you know, give my beard enough time to fully develop, and so this time I decided, man, I'm going all in, I'm going to go for the full experience, and part of that experience was going to the barber for the first time in years. All right, I've, I've been cutting my own hair for some time now. It's not that hard since a lot of it is falling out. But I wasn't confident about fading my beard into the, the hair on my head. And so I went to the barber to kind of get it faded in, to get my beard shaped and cleaned up. And, and yeah, let me, let me tell you, the hot towel treatment, the warm lather shave, that is reason enough to keep the beard. It's something everyone should experience at least one time in your life. I went again on Friday, and as of now, I plan to go every month for the foreseeable future. Now, a couple months ago, I wasn't into beards at all. Okay? I wasn't. I was like, hey, that's, that's fine for other men. You know, it's kind of popular, all that kind of stuff. If that's what they like, go for it. But that's just not me. I don't need a beard. But I had never fully experienced it. Now that I have, I've finally found what I've been missing in life. <laughs> Corey, if, on our staff, if you know Corey, he told me this week, it really grew on you. <laughs> yeah, it did. But, he, but here's the point. Sometimes we don't know what we're missing. Sometimes we don't know that we're missing something in life. C.S. Lewis once wrote, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. 
We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. As Solomon begins Ecclesiastes, it's as if he's trying to create this yearning for something more in us. He's like, maybe, maybe you feel the way you do because you're not living for the right thing. See, a search begins by realizing that something is missing, but the next part of the search is you look for what's missing. You go look for it. But the problem is, for, for maybe some of us here today, the problem is you've been looking for so long you're too discouraged and disappointed to look anymore. Maybe you're at the point in your life where you're starting to accept that you won't find what's missing. Later on in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, he, God, has also set eternity in the human heart. In other words, God has made us with an inner desire that cannot be satisfied by anything in this world. Not in relationships, not in money, not in possessions, not even in a nice looking beard, okay? And so it's as if Solomon, who was known as the wisest person on the earth at, at this time, it's as if he's journaling about his different searches in life. He's writing his reflections about his attempt to find the missing piece. And what's striking is, what he looks for and where he searches, it's the same things and places we search today. Nothing has really changed. Look at verse 14. This, this is the key verse in chapter one. He says, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. As you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, this verse is really the key to understanding the entire book. There are some key words and phrases that keep coming up. You might want to underline or, or circle these. First, he says that phrase, under the sun. That phrase is used 29 times in the book. Heaven, the, the things of heaven are removed from the equation here. Solomon limits his search to the natural world and what we can see, what we can feel, what we can touch or experience physically. It's a purely humanistic and hedonistic approach. Is there anything under the sun that can really satisfy? Next is the word meaningless. We already touched on it earlier, but it appears 35 times. Solomon keeps searching and trying different things, but ultimately he comes to the conclusion that they're meaningless. And then one other phrase is chasing after the wind. This is used nine times in the book. It describes how Solomon feels as he searches. It captures the frustration that he experiences. It's all like grasping the wind. You ever tried grasping the wind? It's impossible, right? You can't do it. It's pretty frustrating. And he expresses his frustration in verse 15. He says, what is crooked cannot be straightened. 
what is lacking cannot be counted. It's like trying to untangle a box of cords that are all tangled up. Have you ever tried to do that? It's like trying to finish a jigsaw puzzle after you realize that there's one piece missing from the box. It's like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. I mean, once you've got one side figured out, the other side is all messed up. This is what Solomon is saying life is like. And every day, every day, we are bombarded with marketing messages that only increase the frustration we feel. See, marketing is designed to get us to feel that we're missing something in life, right? And that the product advertised can fill that missing piece. I don't know if you realize this or not, but um, studies have shown that we are exposed to about 10,000, 10,000 marketing messages a day. Have you ever had a weak moment and bought something off of an infomercial? Okay, we can be honest, this is church, right? This is a safe place. Have you ever bought anything off an infomercial? In one, of the, uh, one of my favorite infomercials of all time is, is this right here, flex tape. Okay, has, has any of you used that before? Have you used that? All right, in one of the infomercials, there's a metal boat that is cut in half. That's a lot of damage. But then flex tape is used to put the boat back together. I mean, it's just like new, right? But as you're watching the infomercial, you, you begin to feel like, hey, I need flex tape. I need it. That is what is going to put my life back together, right? And so we get it, and what happens? Well, we realize that that's not it either, right? It, it, it doesn't satisfy. And what we find is that Everything ends up promising us something that it can't deliver. You, you probably know pro football quarterback Tom Brady. He has won seven Super Bowl championships. He's coming back again this year, right, to win another one. He's got more than any other pro football player in history, more championships. He is what our culture would label as uber successful. But yet, here's a video clip from a few years back of Brady after he had won three Super Bowl rings. Check it out. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and, and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is me. I thank God. It's got to be more than this. I mean, this isn't, this can't be what it's all cracked up to be. I mean, I've done it. I'm 27. And what else is there for me? What's the answer? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I mean, it's, I think that's part of me trying to go out and experience other things. But there's a, I know, I love playing football and I love being the quarterback for this team. And, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of other parts about me that I'm trying to find. And different ways of expression, being around. I know what ultimately makes me happy are family and friends and positive relationships with, with great people. And I think I get more out of that than anything. Now that, that sounds really good, doesn't it? Maybe some of us have said it, you know, family, friends, and positive relationships with great people. 
But Tom, if you're listening or watching, which I'm sure you are right now, that's not it either. Solomon tells us, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. And so we just find that the search continues, don't we? Now, do you remember the story of the mom at the beginning who was trying to look for those lenses? Well, after praying, here's what she said. She said, the babies were still playing in the room we'd been searching. Only two to three minutes later, my 13-month-old came crawling down the hallway with both lenses in her hands. She didn't understand what we were searching for or what we were doing. God showed up and he used my baby to do it. Isn't that a sweet story? This young mom didn't think the lenses to the glasses would ever be found, let alone brought to her and found by her 13-month-old baby. But God showed up in that moment. And you know what? That, that is my prayer for you today, that God would show up in this moment or at some point in this series and that you would find once and for all what you've been searching for. If we fast forward to the end of Ecclesiastes, we, we see that what, what's missing in life cannot be found under the sun. I don't want to give it all away because we've got three more sermons in the series to go. But what's missing in life cannot be found under the sun because what we're looking for is ultimately found in God, right? God is what we were created for. Purpose and meaning is not found in a certain level of success. It's not found in a certain kind of home. It's not found in a certain form of pleasure. It's not found in a certain type of relationship. No, it's only found in God. And for those of you who haven't discovered this yet, I pray that you will. But for those of us that are Christians, for those of us that have decided to follow Christ with our life, you might be thinking right now, yeah, John, I already know this. Purpose and meaning is found in God. Duh, what's the big deal? Well, I think the truth for many of us, for many followers of Christ, is we have a foot on each path. We're following Jesus but we're also trying to chase other things. There's, there, there's a part of us that still thinks, man, if I could just acquire this, or if I could just experience this, then I'd really be satisfied. Now, it's not that pleasure, money, or success are bad things in and of themselves, but when they become ultimate things, they let us down. You see, a good thing turned into a God thing becomes a bad thing. It becomes an idol. And so the invitation and challenge for us today is to say, you know what? I'm going to surrender it all to Jesus. All of it. I'm going to decide that he is the person that will truly bring fulfillment in my life. You may have heard of this, but there is a prayer that was written over 1,500 years ago by a man named Augustine. Here's what it says. It says, our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. Would you say that with me from the screen? Our hearts are restless 
until they find rest in you. See, it's only in God that we find what's missing. Solomon says, you won't find it under the sun. But in 1 John 5, the Bible says that you will find it in the Son, Jesus Christ. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And so the question today is, do you have the Son? Do you have the Son? Because what you've been searching for is ultimately found in Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the book of Ecclesiastes that brings us face to face with this search for meaning and purpose. And God, forgive us. Forgive us when we try to find that meaning in other things, in other things beside you. God, help us to surrender all to you today. That our primary pursuit is you and finding that life in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, every week in this series, we're going to make available a resource to kind of help you process the message and journal your thoughts. I mentioned earlier that Ecclesiastes is kind of like Solomon's journal, and so we're going to journal along with him. This week, we want you to take some time to respond to some questions. Those questions are on a half-sheet resource. Uh, you can pick it up at the Next Step area in the back if you, didn't, if you didn't receive it on your way in today. And for those of you joining us online, you can download that resource at orville.church sermons. Man, if you'd like to talk with someone today about a relationship with Jesus, I, I invite you to drop by the Next Step area in the back or, or leave us a comment online. Let's continue our worship now.